Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our community who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. That cute little theme song you just heard was performed and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's gotten to be very popular, and she's even sung on the Grand Ole Opry. We're really proud of this young woman, and even more proud to say that she's from Monroe County, Tennessee. This morning, we're setting the table with a farm visit with John and Susan Keller of Kelmont Farms in Blount County, Tennessee, a farming family and tradition that has been in continuous operation since 1890. And John Keller was named Farmer of the Year for the State of Tennessee by UT Extension in 2014. In addition, Susan and John are going to let us know about a special event that they are heavily involved in. It's called Chili Fest to benefit CAPPE, the Citizens Against Pellissippi Parkway Extension. Thank you so much for tuning in here today on your computer or your phone or on the good old-timey radio, or however you're tuning in. I really thank you for your good company. How about we get started with John and Susan Keller at Kelmont Farms. We're sitting here talking with Susan and John Keller of Kelmont Farms. Now it's I thought at first it'd be Keller Farms, but it's called Kelmont Farms. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you where the name, what does that mean, and how'd you come up with your name? My dad did actually named it. And of course, the Kel part is the first part of our last name. And then the, the Mont, he said, we have a beautiful view of the mountains. So that's the Mont came from that. Now, the farm actually st- started at this location in 1890. My grandfather bought the first part of the farm in 1890. He bought 112 acres. And it's evolved from that over the years. Now we own 525, but it's not all right here. Mm-hmm. It's scattered from here past Heritage High School. Well, your granddaddy's name was what? John. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose your daddy was named John too? No. no. He was Earl. <laughs> My granddaddy was John T. Keller. I'm John S. Keller. 
Okay. The T didn't stand for anything. He just thought he ought to have a middle initial, so he <laughs> assigned himself a middle initial. Well, and you, and Susan Keller here, you said that your family's a farming family too. Yes, my maiden name was Hitch, and um, my uh, uh, family farm is is on Hitch Road, uh, in in this part of the county too. And uh, my, uh, our son farms with us full time. When he finished at the university, um, he came, decided he wanted to come back and farm with us. And of course, uh, John and I couldn't, we, were, we just couldn't believe it. It's kind of like the song in the sound of music somewhere in our youth or childhood, we must have done something good to have gotten him that wanted to do that. But he just, and he is the fourth generation farming the Keller farm and he is the sixth generation farming the Hitch farm and he is living in the Hitch house now he and his family on Hitch Road. So sixth generation Hitch is that right? Right uh-huh yes he is the the first person to have a family to ever live in that household whose last name is not Hitch. My goodness. Yeah and so it just really my grandfather built the house in 1911 after my mother passed away, we were clearing out the house and we actually found the original plans dated 1911. And uh, so we know that, and I think uh, it's at least 100 years old. Uh, I'm not sure when it was finished, but I, I always thought my dad was born in the house and he was born in 1914. So, uh, and he was a full-time farmer also. So it uh, the, it was came down through a lot of generations. Mm -hmm. What in general do all these years have y'all farmed on the Hitch farm? Well, um, just like we do here, um, um, we always raised corn and uh, uh, we raised oats mostly. We didn't raise wheat. Now John's uh, family raised wheat. They were wheat producers, but they raised uh, you did corn too. And, uh, and, oats. and oats, yeah. And, and hay. Lots of hay, I bet. Lots of hay. Yeah, and beef cattle. Beef cattle. And of course mm -hmm. then uh, when soybeans became popular, uh, in fact, John was, uh, we think, the first farmer maybe in the state of Tennessee to do no-till soybeans. Really? Um, no-till double crops. Yeah. After, wow. well, it's actually after oats. <laughs> 1966. Really? Oh, that was early to be doing that. And the benefit from that, obvious to some, but why would you go to no-till? Well, a lot less expense. You don't have a fuel expense, a tillage expense, and all that. And, and, and the erosion benefits also. Mm -hmm. And it can be a little more timely, mm -hmm. usually. <laughs> if it mm -hmm. doesn't rain, sometimes you can't get the planter in the ground. But <laughs> Boy, that's part of it. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, Weather-dependent. Right. So you really got it early. Well, when I was in college, and I took a, a weed control course in about 1962, and the professor had been to a, a Weed Society of America meeting, and he came back and told us about a, a paper that had been presented. And I think it was maybe Virginia that had presented the paper about no-till corn. Of course, they took a stick and punched a hole in the ground and dropped a seed in, which was a very crude method at the time, and it evolved from that. But 
That was the first we'd heard of no-till corn was in the early. Let me just pose the question, how long has this farm been in operation? Like I said, my grandfather bought it in 1890, and it's been in continuous operation ever since. Uh, he operated it, and then my father operated it, and his brother helped him some. Uh, of course, my father was a full-time math teacher, so we did a lot of farming in the afternoons and nights and Saturdays. We didn't work on Sunday, but uh, we were pretty busy. I Otherwise, bet you were. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I came back after I graduated from UT with a degree in agricultural engineering. I came back full time into the farm. Wow. So I suppose it's a, a century farm? Um, yes, I'm sure it is. I need to get my act together and look, look all this up. Both of the farms would be century, probably even. Uh, uh, possibly two centuries on, on the Hitch Farm and maybe a century and a half on this one. Yeah, look it up. Not quite. Not quite, mm -hmm. I guess not, yeah. But I'd say you qualify. Yeah, a century, <laughs> definitely, both of them. And over the course of a whole season, what kind of products do y'all produce? Well, we have beef cattle, of course, and, and we feed out some freezer beefs for local people who want, you know, uh, freezer beef for their home freezers. We uh, grow field corn. Uh, we uh, grow soybeans. Uh, pretty, a lot of soybeans. That's a main cash crop, actually. And we also uh, do some corn bundling for decorator corn in the fall. And then we have we grow rye. And we do not harvest the rye for the seed, but we we harvest it before it makes seed and, and actually make straw out of it. And the straw bales go for landscaping or for decorating or whatever. I see. Now, do you sell direct or do you go take it somewhere at a, a Mayo's or a co-op or where do your products get sold? All over. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a farm store? Or do people come to you? We sell a little bit here locally, but most of it is through the stores or mm -hmm. mm -hmm. co-op. We sell a lot of the corn to the co-op. Our soybeans have been going to Georgia or Alabama to Cargill. Uh, the bundling corn and the decorator straw are mostly distributed out through a big box store, mm -hmm. a well-known mm -hmm. box store. I see. I was reading an article about y'all's farm a couple years ago, and I read that, Susan, one of your favorite times is just to get in that tractor and bush hog, is that right? Oh, to disc, to, to disc. run the disc. We were very, I mean, we were just totally honored, I guess is the way to put it, many years ago uh, when uh, UT bought the big what was known as the the waters farm or the davis farm uh, uh on the opposite side of the river across from heritage high school and they bought the farm and they knew they wanted to do something eventually but they weren't exactly sure what and so they approached john and sam about the idea of uh, 
leasing the farm, and we did. We got 10 crops off of it. But that big field across the river there was my favorite. Now, I love to disc, and I could disc up the world if somebody bring fuel and keep it greased and all this. <laughs> but uh, that big field you put in there, and you unfolded the disc and put it down, and I turned my cell phone off. I never did tell anybody that. And I would just disc all day. It was so marvelous. And one of them would need me. They'd come up and they'd say, we've been trying to call you. And I said, that phone, it must not work up here. <laughs> they figured it out pretty soon, though. <laughs> but I do love to disc. It, it just, it, it's just my favorite job. And Ray Kay, I like to Ray Kay. Because you can be so creative. It's just amazing what you can do with a windrow of hay. <laughs> Do y'all have a preferred brand of tractor? Green. Oh. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Yellow and green. Yellow and green. And um, if people wanted to reach out and connect with y'all, what's your preferred method? Telephone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. And um, don't be calling Susan's cell phone. That's <laughs> well, I, I, I'll answer it. I just don't take messages. <laughs> well, just for the record, you were real easy to get a hold of when I when I called you and all that. Well, we are in the phone book if anybody, you know, needs something. And uh, uh, as John mentioned a while ago, one of the things that we're doing and we're expanding a market on is our uh, feeding out some of our own feeder calves. And we sell to... Uh, people who would like to have uh, farm raised, no uh, antibiotics or anything like this. Our, our beef is, is uh, we feed it uh, our own mixture of feed and uh, people can buy either a whole or a half for their, their home freezers. And so that is one of the, the things that we're pushing and hoping to expand that business just a little bit. And uh, we'll be customers. Great. Yes, we've been looking for a good source. and. And you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. If you just joined us, you've been listening to an interview with Susan and John Keller of Kelmont Farms in Blount County, Tennessee. After a short break, Susan's going to let us know about Chili Fest. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Mad Pies Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block off Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles with a full selection of ready-made designs or custom designs for your special event. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and Peggy and her crew are offering Valentine's Day sweet treats. Sugar hearts, sexy cakes for two, tiny cheesecakes, custom Valentine orders, and always a large selection of full-size cakes and pies, plus banana pudding. Operating hours are 10 until 4 on Mondays, Tuesday through Friday, 10 until 5.30, and on Saturdays from 10 until 4. Since 1992, all butter, all the time, magpiescakes.com. Now let's join Susan and hear about this whole Chili Fest thing. Well, we're talking with John and Susan Keller of Kelmont Farms in Merrill, Tennessee. We're going to talk about Chili Fest. Oh, 
Well, our, our group, we organized a group. Um, in fact, I went back and looked it up. Uh, we had our first meeting in February of 2002. Wow. And uh, we are called CAP. It's the Citizens Against the Pellissippi Parkway Extension. If, if they build the road, it will have been worth everything we have done to fight because I have met the most dedicated, wonderful people. And the majority of the membership of CAP are not people who, like us, are going to lose land or even live next to it, but they're people who are concerned about the future of the county and, and the environment and the fact that uh, when they have a public meeting, the number one thing that, that folks are interested in is preserving the rural atmosphere of our county. And so this is all one of those things. It's, it's been a, a great group, and we, we go by CAP. And we had been organized, and we did go to court, and we won an injunction to stop it is the reason it has not been, been started. And the injunction is still in place. And uh, they keep talking about they're going to try to get it raised, and it may. Uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. But Chili Fest is our number one fundraiser that we have. And it is an evening, I tell you, it is such fun. It will be this year on February 4th, uh, and it is held at the uh, Stovall Family Life Center at the Nazarene Church on East Broadway. And it will run from 4 to 7, and we have lots of folks who come, great chili makers. There's a $50 prize. We have three categories. It is uh, beef other meat and vegetarian. What we do is we have the little tasting cups and everybody gets a little plate full of tasting cups and they go around and they sample everybody's chili. And then the fourth category is the people's choice and they vote for who is the winner in that one. And so we have had some very delicious chilies and some folks that have won several times and then we have new people that come in and they win and it's just a whole evening of fun. Everybody just sits at the tables and visits and just has a great time. It's just a fantastic time. And we'd invite anybody to come. It's an $8 entry fee to come in. Sounds really good, and that's here in Blount County, Yes, right? uh-huh, out on East Broadway. There is a website, and it's uh, www.saveitdon'tpaveit. And there's not apostrophe in that dot. You don't, don't, you don't put an apostrophe. Uh, dot org, and in our email is cap c a p p e at save it don't pave it dot org. Are you still open for other people to enter into the yes, chili contest? Yes, we are. We are taking entrance until the thirty first of January. Of, of January, yes. Uh huh. Well, and there's a, a friend of WDVX. I've been with WDVX since nineteen ninety six. Uh huh. And I've known Jay Clark since back then, too. Oh, yes. Jay is our president now, and he is a great guy. I tell you, we just, uh, and, and as I say, this is just when, if, if even if they build the road, the folks that we would have never met that have become such dear friends, and it's just, uh, it's been worth that just to, to get to know them. But we have a bake sale, and there'll be tortillas, fresh-made tortillas, and uh, fresh-made, uh, homemade baked goods that are, are going to be sold. So just come on and, and bring your appetites for chili and, and a fun evening. 
Well, Susan and John Keller, thank you for sparing the time and telling us about Chili Fest. Well, we're we're delighted. <laughs> well, right. As you saw out on my porch, the boxes of things I have boxed up ready to take. <laughs> You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and you've just heard an interview with Susan and John Keller of Kelmont Farms in Blount County, Tennessee. More information about Chili Fest and all of our guests at TennesseeFarmTable.com under the link that says Listen to the Show. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care, family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. We've got a really good friend to the show and to the station right down the road in Madisonville, Tennessee, Alan Benton. He shared with me a bunch of bacon to pass on to listeners of this show. And I've got five packs if you would like to enter into this pool of names that I'll just draw. Got till January 31st, and that is TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the link that says Benton's Bacon. Now here are a few special events involving food that I thought you might be interested in. The 7th Annual Mildred Hahn Conference, entitled Foodways, the Intersection of Food in Appalachia, Literature, Culture, Traditions, and History, takes place Friday and Saturday, February 3rd and 4th at Walter State Community College in Morristown, Tennessee. The conference is free and open to everyone, with keynote speaker Fred Saussman at 2.15 on Friday with his talk, Dispatches from the Land of Dip Dogs and Dr. Enough. Well-known Appalachian food expert and New York Times best-selling author Amy Green will read from her works Saturday. Dr. Chris Baylor, professor of sociology at Walter State, will share a presentation Whiskey's Ecological Wonderland and Social Change in Appalachia at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Friday's entertainment includes the ETSU Old Time Pride Band and High Lonesome Senate. Those wishing to attend are asked to pre-register. Box lunches are available at a fee on Saturday for those who pre-register. This evening, Saturday, January 28th, from 6 o'clock until 9 p.m., Executive Chef of Dancing Bear Lodge in Appalachian Bistro, Shelley Cooper, welcomes Ronnie Lundy, author of Vittles, An Appalachian Journey with Recipes. Along with Ronnie are Vittles guest chefs Travis Milton and Anna Bogle. A portion of proceeds will benefit the Great Smoky Mountain Association to support our national park after the devastating wildfires. More information about these events at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. 
Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.